Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1185, air date March 24th, 2023. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shivai Dure. I'm going to be doing a discussion about something very, very important that really relates to the truth about election fraud, and that is about signature verification. Signature verification is a very, very important process that you're all going to learn about. But the most important thing I want to talk about is that nearly two years ago, over two years ago, um, it was our movement, my work that exposed, again, we always do these things first, and then the grifters never give us credit, and they always come much later, too little, too late. They grift on our work. They steal our work, plagiarize it, and they do this stuff when it's irrelevant, when after the building is burned down. But the thing I want to talk about today is that signature verification is a central part of the mail-in ballot voting process that occurs throughout the United States. And... Since we started exposing this stuff back in 2020, uh, the social media empires keep squeezing our views on the internet. You can see right now, I only have 34 views. Guys, I just have 3,400 views. This is racism, it's fascism, it's censorship, all combined. And I, I put all those together because that's what's fundamentally going on. But what I'm gonna walk you through tonight is yesterday, um, the um, people in Arizona, one of the courts ruled, oh my God, yeah, we have to go back to the lower courts and we have to relook at signature verification. Now, the people who brought this up knew about our stuff two years ago. We didn't see them fighting for our work back then. Now, after everything's burned down, after a lot of people have made money off quote unquote election fraud, this central issue is being brought up. So, let me sort of give you a, a little bit of history here. You know, it was in 2020 in our federal election running for United States Senate in the Republican primary, the Republicans attacked another Republican. So please stop. If you're a conservative, don't think the Republicans are good, Democrats bad. And if you're a Democrat, don't think Democrats are good, Republicans bad. They both suck. OK, they both hate the American people. What they do do is they make money off issues. So the election integrity issue has become a right-wing issue, like climate change has become a left-wing issue and so on. And these guys basically get together in a room. They say, okay, you will get those issues. You will get those issues. We'll split the country in half. You'll make money on that. I'll make money on that. And that's the way these bastards work. But the reality is in 2020, in our election in Massachusetts, we exposed for the first time in United States history the real issues of election systems, which affect both the left and the right. And those issues were chain of custody which has to do with ballot images, for example, which were deleted in my U.S. Senate election, which is a violation of 52 U.S.C. 20701. It was our election that brought that up. And we didn't get any help from the so-called conservative grifters then, but it was our election that exposed that, brought it to the, uh, to the world, to millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people throughout the world heard about this for the first time, that in the United States, when a ballot goes through a machine, it creates an image. The AI in the machine uh, is the one that tabulates it. And 
U.S. election officials are deleting these ballot images. And we showed that in Massachusetts. And when I exposed this, it was our um, uh, it was our uh, election. And what we did exposing this, we were thrown off Twitter by Jack Dorsey. And when I talk about issues that expose people like Elon Musk, we get shadow banned. Elon Musk is a is another bastard and he's a false god. And you have a lot of conservatives thinking he's going to save them. But we'll come back to that. But the bottom line is we exposed this chain of custody issue with ballot images back in 2020. And then I was asked by the Arizona Senate, starting in 2021, to use my mathematical expertise, to use the technology I developed, EchoMail, to really analyze the, the ballots uh, images and the signature verification process in Arizona. This is in 2021. And we called this out. We raised the alarm. None of the grifters supported our work because they want they could make money off of us because they were making money off wacky stuff. Ridiculous things like bamboos in the ballots. You know, they were brought in by the intelligence network to put crazy stuff out of the election system stuff so the left wing could attack them. But we were always talking about fundamental issues, ballot images, chain of custody, and signature verification back in 2021, okay? And the reality is in the United States, there are real election systems issues that affect left and right. But as we brought these issues out and as our issues started going viral, the right-wing grifters jumped in and they made up wacky cray-cray issues, including Mike Lindell, another guy called Jovan Putzer, that's what he is, a fucking putz. He made up cray-cray issues. And these people profited from election, quote-unquote, integrity. But our movement, our work that we did while doing all the other stuff did went into the fundamental issues. And these people, and I think these people are part of the intelligence network, that they put such wacky shit out that it suppressed the real stuff. And the real stuff has always been chain of custody and signature verification. And so my work, whether it be in election systems, the invention of email, what else we want to go down through, exposing the backdoor portal to Twitter, you can go down the list. Maybe because I'm a freaking darkie, always gets suppressed. And you have to, I have to look at that. And these ridiculous people make money off of my stuff much later. So credit is important. And those people have a pro problem with me asking for credit. And I've always been brought to be a humble, good Indian. Uh-uh, no more. Credit matters because it goes back to the people actually did the work. I did the work. I deserve the credit. Not only do I deserve the credit, but what I represent. I represent everyday working people who work their butts off and actually do the work. Meanwhile, guys who sell pillows, people who are bartenders like AOC or people who never worked a day in their life like Bernie Sanders or Trump, who basically steals everyone else's shit, are the ones who get the credit. And what they do is they make money off other people left and right, and they never solve the real issues. So there is a real issue with election systems in the United States. It's chain of custody and signature verification. And it has to be solved. But it's become a right-wing issue because they make money off of it. Carrie Lake knew about our stuff. I didn't see her calling me up and saying, Dr. Shiva, help us out back in 2020. Now she's using it to promote herself as though she's a fighter for election systems integrity. She ain't. 
Because had she done this in 2021, she could have protected her own election, but she could make money off of this. And I was beyond left and right. You see, I'm not in one of the left or right camps, so they can't make money off me and I don't uh, play the game. But it's very, very important that I'm going to review stuff and everyone here needs to get the word out that it was our movement that exposed it, the movement for truth, freedom and health. We are beyond left and right and we're bottoms up and they will never give us the credit because it'll make them irrelevant. 75 viewers on across all my media. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. Fuck you, Elon Musk. These people are acting like they are for free speech. I mean, my Facebook followers have been at 509 for two years. My Twitter followers might fall as I expose Musk. This is called keeping the field slave in a goddamn cage. And that's the new form of censorship. You amplify those people who are the grifters and you actually suppress those people who tell the truth. And people know that I'm not on the left or the right. I'm on the side of the American working people, which goes beyond left and right. So let's look at the facts so everyone gets what a bunch of fucking grifters these people are. And it's very important to curse, by the way, and show your anger. It's very important to curse at the right time at the right people. And please teach your kids to curse. Okay? Please, at the right time. And if you have a problem with my cursing, please don't follow me. I never want you to follow me because don't fucking try to censor me. Fuck you if you want to censor me. Okay? Let's talk about the facts now, okay? And all those people who made money off of my work, you may be hit with a lawsuit because it's called plagiarism and you monetize my work, all right? And I've been very, very kind to you guys, but the fact that you don't even cite it and give credit is worse than monetizing it, okay? But maybe if I was a white dude with blue eyes and my last name was Einstein, you'd, you'd treat me differently. That's why I got to start thinking, okay? But anyway, let's go to the facts. All right. So let's go back to the facts. Who talked about signature verification in the, in the Arizona audit? It was me back in September of 2021. Okay, here it is, article in the Arizona Independent Network. Expert raises question about ballots counted by... You can see it right here by the Maricopa um, County without voter signatures. OK, and when I brought this out, I was vilified. I was attacked. But out of all the stuff that took place in Arizona, an organization called Cyber Ninjas got a shitload of money. And they actually kept the ballot images away from me. OK, they gave us corrupted ballot images. It's all documented. But out of all the stuff that was brought out in the Arizona audit, there were only two items which finally made it through the test of fire and water and were taken up by the attorney general's office, who was under massive pressure, Bronovich, not to take anything because he was running for Senate and the establishment Republicans didn't want him to talk about election fraud. And the QAnon people were promoting cray cray shit about election fraud. But there were real issues. And out of all the stuff, the, oh, there were only two issues that were taken up, and that was my work on signature verification starting in 2021. And to prove that to you, it's right here, okay? So if you go 
and you can you can do your own Googling. And e Google even, um, by the way, hides the keywords when it's Ayodurain uh, signature verification. That's how scumbags they are. But here you can see Bronovich approved Maricopa County's 2020 election. And if you go through this, what is what are they going to probe right here? Um, Dr. Shiva's allegations about inadequate signature verification. OK. And that's what was a foundational thing that lasted. Now, through my own efforts, and by the way, unlike fucking Trump, who took half a billion dollars he made off my work, we got paid some pittance. You know, for an MIT PhD, I can bill it around 2,800 bucks an hour. I didn't bill at that rate. I think that's probably what we got paid, a couple thousand bucks, you know? And I did the first report of its kind ever in the world on signature verification. And we didn't get any support from Maricopa County, nor the Republicans, nor any of these guys. We literally got access because through Randy Pullen, good guy, he gave us the actual image files of over 2 million ballots, okay, of the signatures. And we, if we could have gotten the voter ID signatures, we could have matched them exactly with what, what the county did. But we had to hire volunteers, some of them who are right here, who literally went online to the Registry of Deeds and they got people's signatures. And we verified the date. So we basically had signatures that were written on the mail-in ballots and from the Registry of Deeds, and we did this comparison. And we did it by hiring forensic document examiners on the one hand, and novices. Now, you have to understand in Maricopa County, the way they do signature verification is they actually hire novices who get like two hours training. So a, a ballot image is given to them with the signature envelope, and they have to compare that with the voter ID within like seconds to minutes. And if they believe the signatures don't verify, then, or they have a problem, they're supposed to go to a process called curing. And I'm going to play a video that I did over a year ago on this, on our work. And so if you have a thousand signatures come in, there's some percentage in which go to curing. During the curing phase, the people are supposed to call the person and say, hey, I got a signature here. Can you come into the office? Can you send me a new? It's a whole curing process. And what we found out was about 11% should have been cured, not like a half a percent. OK, and I raised this flag two years ago and again a year ago. And none of these grifters today who are so excited, oh, my God, Carrie Lake's uh, stuff is going to go to the lower courts. Well, this should have been done before her election. All right. So bottom line is that we talked about this back then. Bronovich took it up and I did the first scientific study you can see right here. This was in January 14, 2022. We submitted to the Senate, uh, Senate Senator Karen Fan, who's the uh, president of the Senate, and to Mark Bronovich. It says irreconcilable differences over 200,000 mail ballots with mismatched signatures counted without being reviewed, cured in Maricopa. First study to calculate signature matching rates to provide a quantitative framework of assessing signature verification of mail in ballots. And that was done by our Election Systems Integrity Institute by ourselves. People should have probably given us. Trump should have given me money for this, fucker. Where did his money go? Where did it go, Donald? Okay. So we did this study. And when we did this study, 
a bunch of douchebag reporters. One guy called uh, Duda said, oh, my God, you know, the, uh, the, the we looked at the signature here, the ones he said mismatch, and they got the wrong signature from the Registry of Deeds. Well, we said, give us the actual voter signatures. So what we did was we did a second study where we threw out the ones that were egregiously mismatched, okay? And we brought in more document examiners. And guess what? We replicated this in an extended study and we published that. And that was this study over here, all right? I'm gonna show it to you right here. And this is called the expanded study. A larger expanded study confirms at minimum over 200,000 mail-in ballots with mismatched signatures counted without review, curing, okay? So we did that study and I'm gonna play you that video so all of you guys understand the amount of work that we did and the credit that we didn't get and still the grifters, the conservative grifters, I believe the conservative grifters are actually dumber than the woke assholes, okay? They both suck. All right, so the signature verification is very important because we actually came up with a quantitative metric for the first time in history to show how many of the signatures were mismatched and how many should have been cured, okay? But here's the most important thing. Our work was taken seriously by Jennifer Wright, who's the Assistant Attorney, Attorney General, the Director of the Election Integrity Group within Mark Bronovich's in Arizona, okay? And let me show you that. So Jennifer Wright, and this is over a year ago, Right here, and let me, uh, right here, Jennifer Wright put this letter. See, Mark Bronovich, Attorney General. And she requested to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, referring to my historic work, groundbreaking scientific work, the following. She said, Dear Mr. Novak, the Election Integrity Unit of the Arizona Attorney General's Office, EIU, is in receipt of two pilot studies conducted by Dr. Shiva Idre, MIT, PhD, that reviewed over 2,000 ballot affidavits of voters who cast ballots in Maricopa County for the 2020 statewide general election. In the study, it is alleged that over 250, which means over 11%, of those sample ballot affidavits contained signatures that did not appear to match voter signatures. Notably, the pilot study compared the ballot affidavit signature to signatures found on publicly accessible and notarized deeds available through the Maricopa County Recorder's Office. Uh, MCR website, not against the signatures used by election officials as contained in the voters' registration records. In order to, so we said that. We said, hey, give us everything. We still found 11%. So Jennifer, or Miss Wright, told them in order to accurately assess the issues raised in the report, EIU hereby requests copies of the voter registration records of the people listed in the attached confidential exhibit who are purported to have signatures did not match publicly. We gave her all that data. It was a lot of work. And this was a third request. And the county never gave her the voter registration records. Okay? And so Jennifer Wright did her job using our historic two reports. Okay? Which we got paid pittance for, which others made hundreds of millions of dollars off and sold a lot of fucking pillows off of. And made it a right-wing issue. But signature verification is a central issue. So in the lawsuit that Carrie Lake filed... She should have led with that. She put a bunch of other crap in there because grifters convinced her and she went to hang out with these grifters. And that's why this becomes a right-wing issue, you see? Signature verification is not a right-wing issue. So, 
what ended up happening was, and I'm going to play the video of our entire report so you understand the immense amount of work we did and you give credit where it's due, because over and over again, all the stuff we do never gets credited because we're an independent movement and I'm a darkie. That's the other thing you got to consider. Seriously. Invention of email. Oh, he couldn't have done it. Only a white guy could have done it. Ooh, the backdoor portal. Ooh, it must have been a white guy who did it two years later. No, I did it. I'm sorry. I've never played the race card, but I got to freaking think about that. I have to look at that over and over and over again. We do all the groundbreaking, sweaty, hard work, and these people hide our work, okay? Because they want to make money off of it. And this guy in our movement, Truth, Freedom, and Health, which everyone should go check out. You should go check out the movement for, oops, let me play the right banner here. Everyone should go to truthfreedomhealth.com and really understand what our movement's about. Um, let me go back here and recognize uh, that up here, you can also support the Open Science Institute, but recognize who actually does the work. We have a two-tier two system in this country. Those people do the work. Those people do no work, grift, and make money off other people's plagi plagiarism. And that's not the American way. But anyway, we did the work, okay? So after we did this work, what you'll see here is that one of the newspapers, the Western Journal, did give us credit, okay? But they don't get a lot of views on March 22nd. And you can see right here, I'm going to play this for you. You can see the titles here. Let me play this. I'm going to uh, go here and go to their site. Let me put the sound on. And here we go, okay? And so you'll see they did, in fact, Randy DeSoto did the work. Opa County mail-in ballot signature verification process used during the 2020 general election. Hold on, there's this um, stupid ad running. Let me skip this ad. Okay. Uh, during the 2020 general election was deeply flawed. Okay. The study overseen by systems engineer Shiva Adre found that the county allowed approximately 200,000 ballot envelopes with mishmash signatures to be forwarded for county without further review. Again, this is March 22nd, 2022. Aya Dure, who has multiple degrees from MIT, testified last fall before the Arizona State Senate regarding the findings of the Maricopa County 2020 general election. That was in 2021, I testified, okay? Based on the findings of ESII's recently released study, the Arizona Attorney General's Office sent a letter to the Maricopa County Recorder and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors requesting the signature files along with other information, okay? Again, that's March 22nd. And quote, in this study, it is alleged that over 250 of those sample ballot affidavits on the envelopes do, to, do, do not appear to match voter signatures. And that's from um, Attorney General Wright, um, who put that out there. Okay, Assistant Attorney General Jennifer Wright with the Office of Election Integrity Unit wrote in the letter. In order to assess the issues raised by the SI report, the AG's office requested copies of all signature exemplars in the voter registration file. And Wright also sought information on the procedures used by the county determining whether the signature on the mail-in voting envelope matched on the file, thereby either allowing the mail ballot to be counted or move, moving it through the curing process. 
to try to verify the identity of the voter. So bottom line is one newspaper, the Western Journal, did cover and give us credit for our work. This resulted, in fact, the the uh, the Senate, Karen Fan, putting up this tweet where she says, looks like Maricopa County doesn't want to comply with the AG's request for documents. And if you go to Senator Fran's um, uh, uh, tweet, you can see here is the actual letter that Jennifer Wright sent to the Maricopa County's office right here. And it's all about my work. I have to say my work. And people don't like me to take credit when I actually do the work because a lot of scumbags don't do the work and they take other people's credit. But guess what, guys? I actually do all the work. Okay? And so this entire letter was put by Jennifer Wright back, look at the date, March 9th, 2022, one year ago. All right? And then I want to just let you know, I went on, you know, other people's, you know, whoever would talk about it. I did this thing with P Gurus on the signature verification system now. And then I went live on my own channel, which is, by the way, so heavily shadow banned. And you're going to hear now the depth of the signature verification analysis we did over a year ago and alarmed nearly two years ago, long before Carrie Lake ran for office and is acting like she's a fighter for election integrity. I'm sorry, Carrie. At least cite our work and give credit where it's due. The Republicans do not deserve the credit. They're fucking making money off election integrity and they're making it a right wing issue. It's not a right wing issue. It's an American issue. Yeah. So let's look at this. And by the way, if you have a problem with me to calling out the racism stuff, get off of it. There is racism. Shut the fuck up. Okay. You haven't lived in this body. You haven't gone through my journey. And, and if you don't want to have some sensitivity to that, you're splitting the country into black and white. All right. It is a complicated issue, but there is a race issue. So let's go back to this, and I'm going to now play you the video that I did nearly two years ago and the report we submitted. So here we go. So get ready to learn about the depths of signature verification. I'm going to play this, and you're going to really understand the flaws in signature verification. Here we go. Can you see you see if it's going up? Someone says no sound. Is there no sound, everyone? Hold on. All right, guys, let me start this again. In the interest of fixing the sound issue, I'm going to go back and start the sound, okay? So what I'm going to share with you is the actual report, the detailed scientific report that we proved over two years ago, exposing 
the signature verification mismatches in Arizona. This was done two years ago. All right. So let me go and bring that up. All right. And let me start that here. And I'm going to um, bring that up here. I got to go back to the timer here. So we go to the right time. And all right. So I have it queued up here. And what I have to do is, in order to present this properly, I have to uh, find the screen here. So hold on, guys. Just be patient. So I have to put share audio and tab. Then I have to go to the right one uh, right here. Okay. Let's see if you guys can hear this now. Okay. Let me know if you can hear it. Someone says YouTube has been squelching audio. Ken, can you see if, if, if you hear it, please? No, no, no. Just on my Twitter feed, please. Can people hear the sound now? All right. So there's no sound coming through. So what I'm going to have to... Okay, so there's still no audio for some reason. That's weird. Is it only on YouTube, no audio? Huh? All right. So let me do this, guys. Apparently, YouTube is not... is shining the audio on this, but... Let me do the following then. I'm going to uh, find the signature verification thing on a different site, and I'm going to see if I can play it for you there, okay? I also did a interview with a station called P-Gurus, and uh, I'm going to see if it'll play off there, okay? So let me see if it'll work off there, and hopefully it'll work off there, okay? Let's go to their site because they're actually on YouTube. Maybe YouTube only lets sound come through YouTube, okay? Uh, so let me start that. So let me play for you guys here. Uh, I got to find. Okay. All right. Okay, so here we go. So I'm going to start with, hopefully this will work, okay? And tell me if you hear the sound here, guys. All right, I'm going to stop this. Let me start again. Okay, I got to choose this. There you go. All right, tell me if you guys see this. I'm not going to play this. So this is the actual study. Hopefully it'll work this time, and you guys will be able to hear it. Okay, here we go. This was the, I mean, uh, I'm going to give you a couple of slides from this. As you can see, this was called the extended study confirms at minimum over 200,000 mail ballots with mismatched signatures counted without review. And that process is called curing. Okay. So to give you an idea of what happens here in um, the overall process here, by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll come to this, but what we found was, and we did various scenarios of analysis. 
But even in the worst case scenario, 11.29% of those 1,911,918 should have been cured. They, should, they had mismatched signatures, 215,856. And again, we're taking the minimum and there's various ranges. So just we're taking the most conservative. So, so to everyone joining, I'm playing a video that I did over a year ago about exposing the signature verification mismatch in Maricopa County two, nearly two years ago. So here we go. So what happens here, just to understand, what is the signature verification process? So when someone votes, their ballot is in an envelope. The envelope is scanned and imaged into what's called a early voting ballot envelope image, okay? And there's one company in Maricopa, private company, which does this. All of those 1,911,918,000 envelopes were imaged. And what happens is there's an initial review that takes place using novices, what they call trained staff, volunteers. And they get about two hours of training. And what happens is literally they get a signature shown to them on the left, which is the signature extracted from the envelope. They literally look at a screen and then they get the genuine signature, which is from the voter registration files or from their um, uh, motor vehicle records. And that individual, the trained novice has to make a decision. Does this match this? They don't have access to anything else. And they get four to 30 seconds to do this, four seconds to 30 seconds. Okay. So the process is in the initial review, the novices review it, as you can see here, if there is a match, then it is, the envelope is opened and then it is, then it's tabulated. If it is not a match, they do a second level of review with a manager in this initial review, who, if they also say, and this person has more expertise, by the way, they're not forensic document examiners, okay? And if they say it's also matched, then it goes to a process called curing. During curing, what happens is they contact the voter. They have bipartisan people review it. They may spend three to five minutes on this. If they find out after that it's still a no match, then it's designated a bad signature, okay? If, it is, if it's a match, then it's opened, okay? Well, you can look, look at the results in Maricopa. Out of those 1,911,918 ballots, 25,000 were cured, which means went to this, which means yeah. they were signature mismatches, okay? Which is 1.31%. Out of the ones that went through curing, only 587 were found to have bad signatures, which is three one-hundredths of a percent of this or 2.3% of the 25,000, okay? So I was very curious to understand. What we wanted to do is we wanted to find out what was going on. So first of all, I looked at the literature in the science literature to find out, has anyone in the world ever done a behavioral study or what you call a actual scientific study? No one has done a study of this. That's what's even fascinating. There's a lot of studies done on, you know, uh, forensic document examination of questionable signatures. Now, in that case, a forensic document examiner has a questionable signature on one hand, but they have many, many, many genuine signatures. Like, for example, if someone contests a will. So they have the questionable signature, but they have access to the person who died's many, many signatures. So it's one to many they can compare. Even in the forensic document examiner, examiner it's not like you only get two signatures, Okay. And this is a new problem in the field called visual cognition. And this field is only about 10 years old. So I found it fascinating. No one had done a research project on the signature mismatch rates of 
on ballots. And in fact, the work we just completed just got accepted to two scientific symposium on forensic document examination. One of the journals we sent to, they, one of the leading journals, they were very afraid to publish our work. They said this was too political. It was fascinating. So it turns out the mainstream academics are not doing any research on this, which is even more fascinating. One of the most important systems, the elite establishment, Stanford, MIT, Harvard, don't do anything on this. Okay. In fact, the Atlantic, which is a liberal left journal, and the LA Times have written two articles on this, both of which say that signature verification is a witchcraft, calling it written with error. So even on the left, they consider this a black art. And the right doesn't like it. So this is a big elephant in the room. So when we did our audit, as you notice in the, in the audit of 2000, there were all sorts of, there's three sides really to the audit. One is that people just deny there's a problem. Then there were grifters. People were throwing up all sorts of nonsense, you know, making money off saying, oh, there's election fraud, election fraud, et cetera. But they weren't really bringing up anything substantive. So the deniers could easily destroy them. And you, it almost makes you wonder, were these people created by the deniers? Because the, some of the outlandish claims that they were coming up with was nonsense. You know, talking about bamboo paper and all this kind of stuff. But there are significant issues. One of them is signature verification. So what we did was we literally, what we did was out of those 1,911,918, which I think we're the only organization in the world which has the repository of such uh, data, we selected 2,770 envelope signatures. We had done an earlier pilot study, we selected around 500, and we had found out that there was a mismatch rate of around 12%. But 500 out of 1.9 million is about a 95% confidence level. So in order to um, cut off our critics, we did a much larger study, which this would be close to 99% confidence. And so we had three groups of people, or, or sorry, two groups of people, three trained novices, who, as you're noticing here, were given 2,770 samples they had to look at, an image on the left, which was a genuine signature, I mean, the questionable signature from the envelope, and then the genuine signature. Now, the county of Maricopa didn't want to give us their, their you know, signatures that they used for, so what we did was we were very fortunate. We went and found a public repository of deeds when someone buys a home. Yeah. And those signatures, in fact, are higher quality because they're notarized. Yes. Unlike, so we literally, as you're no noticing here, we presented these signatures to the novices, the three novices, and the three forensic document examiners. So we had two different groups. Novices representing what Maricopa County had their trained staff, and the managers represented by these three forensic document examiners. These are people who are brought into courtrooms to decide if a will is right, if someone murdered someone, right? That kind of stuff, okay? So we presented them and they had only two choices, match or no match. And these were the results by the forensic document examiners, as you can see here. Okay, so you can see they were saying, I mean, it was a wide range from 12% mismatch all the way up to 66% mismatch. Yes. Remember, Maricopa only said 1.3% mismatch. Right. Right. Okay, so you can see the samples we did, and these are the these are the different sampling rates. Okay, then what we did was for every so across all those two thousand seven hundred samples, every ballot. Remember, we have three people voting. Yes. So we literally did what's called 
simple thing that we calculated what's called a probability density function and did the averaging. So we found out 41.15% of the time, if you looked at every ballot, you know, in one ballot, maybe two FDs were said it was mismatch. One FD said, no, it's not a mismatch. So if you do that entire density function, you find out 41% of an expert, 41.15% of experts would have said this signature mismatch rate. Okay. That means if you multiply 41% by 1.9 million, that means nearly 786,000 ballots would have been mismatched. Okay. Not so, 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 sorry to interrupt you. Just one second. So the all three were presented the same set of, uh, yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah, all three. And, and so what every line here represents. So this line that goes up to 100% mean all believe that ballot number, whatever that was, was mismatch. Mm -hmm. If you see something at 0%, wherever you see the spacing, that means they thought that was a match. Okay. And you have varying levels. Okay. All right. So, but the bottom line is if you look at all the experts, they would have flagged 786,000 signatures as not matching. Okay. All right. Then That's we did the same. a very high number. <laughs> it's a very high number. But yeah. now we did the same with the novices because that's who yeah. Maricopa uses. Right. And remember, the novices don't have as much of an eye, but they're at a lower rate. Okay. 12.7 upwards of 21. And again, if you do the same thing here, see more of them they're saying are matches. And here you find out 18.02%. So that means in this case, 344,000 ballots should have been cured which means they should have been sent to that curing process before they were opened and counted, all right? Now, we did something else. This is just at, a, at if you just use novices, it would have been 344,000 ballots, the trained novices. If you use experts, it would have been close to a quarter of a million. But in Maricopa, I remember in the initial review process, they initially have the novices review. And if they say something's a flag is a mismatch, then it gets sent to the experts. So that in probability, you would say two people have to both agree. That's a joint probability. Okay. So we simulated the same. And let me show you the results of that. Okay. So what we did here was we said, okay, what happens? And this is sort of not to get too complicated. It's a two-step process. E represents all the 2,700. Uh, by the way, we threw out some ballots where we knew the genuine signatures didn't match. Okay. Weren't the right one. So it's a little bit less. But anyway, you have all of these ballots coming in. And if alpha represents a mismatch rate of the trained staff, then E dot alpha is how many ballots make it out of the first level. Does that make sense? So that means yep. these yep. many people have said mismatch, the, the novices. This one then gets it to the managers who have a multiplied by their mismatch rate. And then this is what you would get where gamma is alpha times beta, the mismatch Got rate. It. Of both. Got it. We yeah. literally calculated all of this. And what we ended up finding was you get this different profile and this comes to 11.29%. So if you use this and this, the joint probability, you would find, again, being very, very conservative, you would find if both pairs of eyes looked at it, that means 11.29% of the 1.9 million ballots would have been mismatched, which means you would have found 215,000. Very, very conservative, okay? So what we have calculated, again, this is for the first time a study like this has ever been done. We have, everyone has said this signature verification is flawed. It doesn't make sense, but this is, in science, we wanna know by how much, okay? And the how much is 
215,856 ballots should have been. To everyone listening, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm sharing with you guys a historic study we did nearly two years ago, commissioned by the Arizona Senate, that exposed the flaws in signature verification quantitative. We literally ran a clinical study on this. And we showed in the 2020 elections, nearly 200,000 plus ballots were not cured. Okay, and I'm playing that study for you. Why am I doing that? Because suddenly the media, the grifter media saying, oh my God, you know, the signature verification process, you know, it's going to the lower courts and, 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 and they're giving all this credit to Carrie Lake. Well, we're the guys who did it before and the grifters should have taken it up then and they didn't and the mainstream media never covered it because they don't want real scientists like me really exposing the real stuff. They want it to become some theatrical issue and they want to sweep it under the rug. The reality is signature verification is a fundamental reality in election fraud. And we exposed this two years ago, the attorney general's office um, uh, brought up the importance of our work, but none of the grifter media supported it. So I'm playing back for the record to let everyone know we did that work first. And what we discovered as I'm playing back a video that, that we did in one of the independent news stations that nearly 200,000 ballots should have been cured in Maricopa County. The important thing to recognize is no changes were done between 2020 and 2022. Okay, so all these grifters fighting now, where the hell were they when we exposed this and did the scientific hard work? You know what they were doing? They were using our work and making freaking money off of it. That's what they were doing. So let's go back to this uh, video. Been cured, which means they should have gone to the next level before the ballots were opened. So that is the net of it. And so if you look at here, are the three different scenarios that we have, 11.29%, 41%, 18%. Again, our study said, even if you look at this, the worst case, 215,000 should have been cured. So anyway, three, we can bring. So that was the study that we just did. Um, the important thing to understand is that when mail-in ballots first started, maybe like in India, right? It was only half a percent, 2%, 3% of people. But now over time, it's become 90% in the case of Arizona. So there you go. So in Arizona, nearly 90% of the ballots are mail-in ballots. 90%, guys. I mean, don't you think if you're a politician running and I've done this work, it's gone to the attorney generals, that you would say time out and you'd make this an issue in 2022 when the election's running, not wait until after? Why did you wait? You, you waited because either you're dumb or you wanted to make money talking about election fraud. You don't really want to solve the issue. And we didn't get millions of dollars. We got pittance for doing all of that work. So the bottom line is this. The movement for truth, freedom, health, Dr. Shiva, me, and what our movement does is always two, three, four, five, ten years ahead of what the grifters do. Had people listened to us fire Fauci in 2020, we would have fired him. Trump didn't listen. Fucking Robert Kennedy, that douchebag who was endorsing Hillary Clinton three times and then writes a book plagiarizing our stuff now wants to run for president when his whole family has been all about just freaking murdering people and getting away with it. Okay. And what you look now is Trump made a half a billion dollars off election fraud, but the real fundamental election systems issues, which we exposed, which was the ballot images, chain of custody and signature verification have all been swept under the rug. 
So the grifters come along on either side, left or right. They take real substantial issues that affect the American public. And when guys like me alert it, call it out, do the hard work, they make sure we become invisible. So we have to fight to get our work out there. But the good news is this. Our movement, truthfreedomhealth.com, which everyone should go to and, and support our movement, which is did all this work without any fanfare. Hundreds of millions of people all over the world did get it, but we're an independent movement. We don't think election fraud is a left issue or right issue. It's an American issue. But the right wing makes it a right wing issue. And the left wing takes their pet issues. And that, what I wanted to share with you today is that it is a movement for truth, freedom, and health. It is Dr. Shiva Adre's work. And I need to take credit for this. It's taken me probably 50 years to realize that you have to speak up and take credit for the shit you do. Why? Not for my ego, but to say where the root of that credit goes to. It goes to working people like myself and others who do the work bottoms up. But again, it is a movement for truth, freedom, and health who first exposed Fauci. It is this movement, and you can go look at it, which exposed the bullshit of the pandemic in early 2020. It was this movement that exposed the backdoor portal to Twitter. It is this movement that exposed signature verification. And I could go down the list. And yet this movement is hidden by the mainstream media and the grifters. You know why? Because they don't want you to become a warrior for truth, freedom, and health. Build a bottoms-up movement. They want you to always outsource your future to false gods who come from above. So you sit on your butts and you don't build a movement. So it's, it's time that all of you guys... Realize who does the work. It's working people like myself and others. And it's time we build a bottoms up movement to win back our freedom, to win back truth and win back health. So I want to end with this video, but go to truthfreedomhealth.com, become a warrior scholar, get real and don't be a dope and be lazy. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that, mm -hmm. and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. 
Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote-unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to vashiva.com, and it's an educational program, we need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms-up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. Now, the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on Vias and Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, everyone, I hope this is valuable. Once again, remember, there's only one movement on the planet that is fighting for working people, and that is a movement for truth, freedom, health, period. And what we are doing is a educating millions of people around the world, independent of left or right, why they have to be their own liberator. We're giving them the tools of the science of systems. We're giving them a community. We're giving them the infrastructure of books and knowledge, but most importantly, we're getting people inspired once again to build this bottoms up movement and to let go of all these false gods, be it Elon Musk, be it Bernie Sanders, be it AOC, be it Carrie, like all the idiots that they keep throwing up who are top down. And that is happening at a much more accelerated rate because they know the elites have done all the data analysis. They know that you 
are pissed off and you're breaking from the left and the right. So they're creating fake gods and false heroes, stealing our material, literally, which expose the real stuff and hijacking it and presenting it to you as, as it was their own, typically two, three years later when it's useless. So your only way forward is you got to become a warrior scholar. Go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Join, not for me, but join it for yourself. And by the way, when you go through the, the, the program, you can give it away to as many young people as you want. Okay. When I try to give this away for free, oh, it must be garbage. When I, you can't charge too much. So we found a way that it's a very nominal amount. So everyone can be a part of this, but you can give it away to as many kids as you want. So get off your butts and, you know, get with the program, seriously. And it's time that we build this bottoms up movement. It's the only way forward. There is no other choice. Um, so I wish you well. TruthFreedomHealth.com. Be the light. Have a good night. Thank you.